Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This episode is ADHD is Bigger Than Good Intentions. People with ADHD usually have good intentions, but have trouble reliably turning those desires into action. There are important neurological reasons for this, so it's important to use the right strategies when trying to close the gap. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else, including on the Kindle. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. Good deal. I'm psychologist Dr. R.E. Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy to use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. Everyone has a gap between what they would like to do and what they actually do. Sometimes this means that we don't do enough of some things, like working out. Other times it means that we do too much of other things, like eating junk food. For adults with ADHD, this gap between intentions and actions can feel even bigger. We could even say that ADHD is a disorder of actualizing good intentions. Even though their performance may sometimes suggest otherwise, ADHD folks almost always mean well. I mean, after all, why would someone bring these kinds of troubles onto themselves if they could avoid it? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to think that this would be intentional. Living the life we feel we should takes hard work and hard choices. Doing the right thing requires the ability to resist temptation and distraction in the moment. When we don't do the right thing for ourselves, we're seen as self-indulgent. When we don't do the right thing for others, we're seen as selfish. I'm not really sure which one is better. Resisting temptation involves sacrificing a small immediate reward for a larger later reward. For example, eating a salad now rather than a cheeseburger in order to feel and look better in the long run or going to the grocery store and buying healthier food rather than sitting and watching TV and ordering junk food. It's this ability to see beyond the temptation of the moment and into the future that allows adults to be successful. And it's something that we work really hard to train our kids to develop as they get older. This could be as simple as put your jacket on before you go out so you don't get cold, or you can borrow the car if you get all your homework done first. Dr. Russell Barkley, the world's foremost ADHD expert, created the response inhibition theory to explain why people with ADHD have the weaknesses that they do. Now, I talked about this in episode three, you know, a year ago, dated March 22nd, 2009, entitled Response Inhibition. It starts with stopping. So you can find that in the archives at adultadhdbook.com. In order to make that better choice that will benefit us in the long run, we need to first resist the more immediate temptation. By inhibiting that immediate response, we've created a moment to think about what is the best course of action. This is where folks with ADHD run into trouble. Their brains aren't as good at creating that moment of reflection. So they tend to respond more based on what is right in front of them or whatever pulls their attention the hardest. 
Unfortunately, the stimuli that pull hardest on us are usually not as good for us. For example, a cheeseburger will almost always taste better than a healthy salad will. Watching TV will almost always be more fun than grocery shopping or filing papers or loading the dishwasher. So even though ADHD folks mean well and want to do better when it's hypothetical, such as, I should order a salad at lunch today, in the heat of the moment, that cheeseburger will pull really hard on their decision-making process. What this means is that, especially for folks with ADHD, it's much easier to do the right thing if you don't have other less desirable things pulling on you. To tilt the odds of doing the right thing, keep these three tips in mind. Number one, don't put yourself into situations that require more self-control than you're likely to be able to muster. For example, when you have other things to do, just don't go to that website that you tend to spend too much time on. It'll probably turn out to be for much more than, you know, just a minute. Or don't even walk into that store that you tend to spend too much money in. I was saying that it's much easier to resist temptation if you aren't tempted in the first place. Number two, eliminate distractions that are too likely to pull you off track. For example, turn off your email alert when working on something more important. You're more likely to ultimately do the right thing if you set it up beforehand while you're thinking about it, rather than relying yourself to resist the distraction in the heat of the moment. It's just much harder to remember our good intentions in that split second when we get pulled away by a distraction. Number three, make the better choices loom larger in your decision-making process. For example, if you're trying to lose weight, tape up a picture of someone in good shape or hang on the wall the outfit that you're trying to get back into. This may make the hypothetical idea of losing weight feel more real, so it can compete more effectively with the temptation of junk food or skipping a workout. It's kind of an unfair fight to pit the hypothetical against the actual, or the long-term against the short-term. So things that have a more immediate reward or punishment, or a more direct and tangible effect, will always have a greater pull on our choices than things that offer the possibility of some reward or, or punishment, you know, at some point in the future. So your goal is to make those fuzzier, longer-term consequences seem more substantial so that they have a greater chance of nudging you to do the right thing or to do the better thing. So there you have three simple but hopefully powerful tips that help you close that gap between your intentions and actions to help you be more consistent and reliable. The goal here is to tilt the odds so that you can make better, that better choice more often. Not necessarily always, you know, because no one's that good, but hopefully more often. And really, you know, when it comes to working with ADHD, that's what we're looking to do. A little bit more consistent, a little bit more reliable. So our next episode will be, is ADHD an excuse or an explanation? Using ADHD as an excuse for poor for, blah, using ADHD as an excuse for poor performance is ultimately disempowering because it gives the impression that the person can't do any better. By contrast, using it as an explanation 
helps the person understand how and why things go badly and, more important, what she can do differently to increase the odds of success. So until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.